This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Right now, there is no stopping the Cleveland Indians. Welcome to the Streak Podcast. In 2017, the Cleveland Indians went on an unprecedented record-setting 22-game winning streak. You may never see anything quite like this again. For the next three weeks, you can hear each game as it happened, night after night, on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. History continues to march on. On the Streak Podcast, we'll get the stories from the players, coaches, manager Terry Francona, and others from the voice of the tribe, Tom Hamilton and Jim Rosenhaus. Now, let's relive one of the greatest stretches of play in Indians and baseball history. Hi everyone, welcome to episode three of The Streak. I'm Jim Rosenhaus, and along with the voice of the tribe, Tom Hamilton, we are bringing you some of the backstories of the Indians' 22-game winning streak at the tail end of the 2017 season, and it all coincides with the radio broadcasts of those games now running on the Cleveland Clinic, Indians Radio Network, and Indians.com nightly at 7 p.m. The focus of this episode is the second win of that 22-game win streak, which was rebroadcast last night. A 4-0 shutout of the Royals before a sellout crowd on a Friday night in late August at Progressive Field. Holding another team scoreless in 2017 wasn't a surprise for the pitching rich Indians. The Tribe led the major leagues in shutouts that year with 19, seven of which came during the streak. But the starting pitcher that night wasn't one of the mainstays in the Indians' rotation. Instead, it was lefty Ryan Merritt, who had made just three appearances for the Indians that season before his call-up to face the Royals. And as Hammy mentioned in his conversation with Tito, Merritt was no stranger to pitching in big games for the Tribe. It was almost deja vu. Ryan Merritt, the year before, comes up. This is a great game the last weekend that we played in Kansas City. Everyone knows what happened in the American League Championship Series. He didn't get the win, but he pinched the, pinched the clincher to win the pennant. You bring him up for two spot starts, and he wins them both in the 22-game streak. I think if I, I, I don't know if I could come up with another name of somebody that, that who endeared themselves to so many people in Cleveland with that few starts in the major leagues. I, mean, I remember hearing stories about people buying them wedding gifts, and I mean he's, he's a great kid. He is well soft-spoken, doesn't throw very hard, but he's also unflappable, and he he, he was just. It was, it was good for us. It gave us a little bit of a jolt because those things during the year, they, they make it more exciting. And it didn't take long for the Indians to give Merritt a run to work with as Gio Urshela put the Tribe in front in the second inning. Giovanni Urshela with a high drive to left. Back toward the wall is Gordon. He leaps at the wall and can't make the catch. Balls off the wall. On his way to third, Gomes, he's going to be waved home. Here's the relay throw to the plate. Head first slide, tag, safe at the plate. To third goes Urshela. And the Indians take a 1-0 lead. A leaping effort by Gordon at the wall and left. He couldn't leap high enough. 
ball ricocheted off the wall and third base coach Mike Sarbaugh never hesitated and Jan Gomes with a head first slide just did beat the tag of Salvador Perez. Next up was Austin Jackson. The pitch to Jackson swung on a floater to right base hit. That'll score Urshela. And the Indians do indeed get that run home and lead two to nothing. And Austin Jackson just keeps delivering big time hits. RBI number 27. And then in the fifth, with Merritt still locking down that two nothing lead, Francisco Lindor gave him some breathing room. The 3 0 is lifted high and deep. Left field, bleacher bound, home run, Lindor. Number 23 for Lindor, and the Tribe now leads it 4-0. Merritt was lifted with the shutout still intact in the seventh inning, and the Tribe bullpen did the rest. Cody Allen started this inning all over the map, and now he is zeroed in. And they're on their feet at the corner of Carnegie and Ontario. 4 nothing Tribe, ninth inning, two outs, nobody on. The two-strike pitch to Cuthbert. A swing and a miss. Ball game. He chased the high heat, and Cody Allen finishes with a flourish, and the Indians have pitched their league-leading 13th shutout of the year, started by Ryan Merritt. And the Indians with a 4-0 win over the Kansas City Royals pushed the Royals seven games in back of the Tribe. It wouldn't be long before the standings would no longer be a factor as the streak would build and the Indians put the pennant race away. But on this night, Ryan Merritt was the story as he scattered seven hits in six and two-thirds innings of shutout baseball. We had a chance to catch up with Ryan recently in his hometown just north of Dallas, Texas, and one of the truly nice guys in the game boiled down his memories of the streak to one basic element that really takes you back to why you play the game in the first place. Um, yeah, I, mean, I think some of the biggest things that stuck out to me out to me is just like how much fun everybody was having. I like vividly remember um, just during that whole streak. It's like we showed up to the park without a care in the world, and it's like we already knew we were gonna win. It it was kind of unbelievable and the most fun baseball I've ever seen people have in my life. Um, just, I think that's how the game should be played. Just kind of carefree and um, having fun and going in with the attitude that you know you're going to win. But it was it was quite amazing and um, just a blessing to be a part of part of that that streak. You mentioned knowing you're going to win, and and it seems to me. I mean, most players are, are real confident that that they can go out and win a ball game. If you're a pitcher, uh, you have that confidence going in. But was it truly different as that that streak began to develop in terms of, of knowing you're going to win and really believing that? Yeah, I think. Um, I mean, baseball is a funny world. I think like sometimes when you gain that confidence, it just kind of it's like with a team, it kind of sticks with you and you like bond together like that. And it's, it's like you put your trust in your guys and it's like, you know, everybody's going to do their job. And um, 
yeah, next thing you know, you've won 22 games. It's crazy. Now, you had spent a good portion of that season with, with AAA Columbus. You had the great success the year before in the postseason, the memorable game, big game five in the American League Championship Series. But as the streak gets going, you start game two of the streak, so there, there's no way anyone could know what was coming. Uh, but you <laughs> threw a shutout against the Royals. And uh, how did you feel that, that you were pitching at that time of the year uh, coming up from AAA trying to help the big club? Yeah, I I definitely felt like I was um, super just confident in myself that time that um, I could come up to the big leagues at any point and win a baseball game for them. Um, so, yeah, I was pretty confident, and I think they were confident in me. And, um, yeah, I think, like you said, at that moment, you didn't know what was going to happen. So um, I was just kind of showing up and trying to win a baseball game, you know, there wasn't any, uh, like thought of this being a 22 game win streak, you know, yeah, looking at, at your second start, you come back five days later after pitching shutout baseball against Kansas city and you're pitching game two of a double header in New York, a real good team. <laughs> Uh, what do you remember about about that day and some of the challenges, not only of a doubleheader, but but facing a Yankees lineup that that obviously was good enough to make the postseason that year? Right. I mean, I think it's always, I mean, it's tough to pitch in the big leagues, and um, but I don't. I think I just went into the game to be honest, just um, trusting myself. I guess not not worrying too much about how hard. Um, it's going to be to win this second game, even though you know the odds. But, um, yeah, I don't think that was even the things that I was really worried about. Um, it being a doubleheader, um, being hot, being a really good lineup, I think all I could focus on was let's just get out here today, this day, and try to win this baseball game and not worry about the difficulties. So you get those two starts early in the streak. The streak is still in its first week. Who knew where it was going to head? Uh, the Indians got some players back. Danny Salazar, Josh Tomlin uh, both rejoined the ball club and, and got some opportunities. So you didn't pitch for the remainder of the streak. But did you still feel and, and had some experience, I think, from the year before on, on what it takes to stay ready just in case? For sure. I think going through it in 2016, um, just the, um, I guess kind of waiting around anticipation of not knowing when you're going to pitch or when you're going to pitch. Um, I think I had that experience. So in 2017, I was fully confident, even though, um, those guys had come back and I was kind of waiting, um, not really pitching that even if they called on me, at any moment, I would be ready to do my go out there and give it my my all and trust myself to win another baseball game for them whenever they needed me to. And you were you were not the only one in that position. Several players have been called up from from AAA Columbus, whether it be to fill in for injured players or at September call up time. Was it kind of neat to to have some players around you that that you had spent a, a good portion of the season with going through this what turned out to be an historic time? Oh, for sure. Yeah, I think uh, 
Greg Allen was one of my really good buddies at the time. And it was, it was cool to see him come up and fill some spots and, um, trying to think of the other guys I might've, but can't think of them off the top of my head, but no, it was super cool just to see how many people always step up in those moments and, um, rise to the field. And, um, it was, it was amazing to see, and it was, it was a blessing to be a part of it and to experience that with those guys that time. And I think every player we've talked to, the the one game that stands out to them was the last win of the streak, win number 22. Uh, that ridiculous come-from-behind win with the Indians down was to their that, final strike. That was against Kansas City, right? Yes, the, the Friday yes. night, Kansas City, and uh, Lindor yes. ties it, Jay Bruce wins it. What what do you yes. remember about that night, where you may have been and, and some of the emotions you were going through? I was definitely in the – I was in the bullpen – and to be honest, like, I, f- I feel like I remember, like, even though the odds were, like, against us in that game at the moment, it was like, there's no way we can lose a baseball game. Like, we, <laughs> you know, it's like, you just have that feeling, like, we're probably, we're going to pull this out somehow, you know, and we ended up doing it, and it was awesome. And I just, yeah, I think I just remember the wolf and we went crazy, you know, they always show the shots of the dugout, but they never show the guys in the bullpen. And <laughs> how quickly did you guys race in after the, yeah, the game ended? No, I remember they, we got pretty, pretty rowdy. You know, we jumped up and went nuts and yeah, nobody, nobody probably saw that part. Well, I'll tell you what, it was a special time, and there really were. It, it was more than just a 25-man roster at that time, and, and I know you were a big part of it with, with two wins on a pitching staff that ended up recording seven shutouts during the 22 games, and, and uh, you were the first one with that uh, 4 nothing win over the Royals. And Ryan, thanks so much for coming by. I appreciate you sharing some thoughts on a special time in Indians history. Absolutely. Thank you. Great to have Ryan Merritt join us on this podcast, and certainly I'm sure many are wondering what he's been doing baseball-wise since that time. Well, those two games he won during the streak were the final two that he's pitched in the major leagues. In 2018, he worked around some injury issues and worked in 15 games at AAA Columbus, and following that season, he became a free agent. He signed with Tampa Bay and spent last year with their AAA club, the Durham Bulls. Now, currently, he's a free agent again, hoping to find a team when baseball resumes play. Despite those challenges now, remember this from his time with the Indians. In five regular season starts and four relief outings, just nine games during the 2016 and 17 seasons, Ryan Merritt was 3-0 with a major league ERA of 1.71. And that doesn't include that unforgettable night in Toronto in 2016, the night the Indians clinched the American League pennant with, as Tito said, the unflappable Ryan Merritt on the mound at the start. And for four-plus innings that night, he held the powerful Blue Jays in check as the Indians went on to win, and he forever endeared himself to Tribe fans with his performance. A year later, in two of the first seven games of the 22-game win streak, Ryan Merritt won twice, and allowed just one run in 12 innings of work. Memories to last a lifetime for him. 
So that's two wins of the 22 in the books for the Tribe. If you're listening to this podcast on Wednesday, May the 6th, when it drops, don't forget to tune in tonight to the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network and Indians.com at 7 p.m. for Game 3 of the streak. Another matchup with the Royals, and spoiler alert, it will feature more tremendous pitching. That'll do it for this episode of The Streak, episode number three. Thanks go out, as always, to Brian Motze and Bob Coates at iHeartMedia for their production help. Bart Swain and Court Berry Tripp from Indians PR. And thanks to Ryan Merritt for stopping by. And, of course, Tom Hamilton. I'm Jim Rosenhouse. Thanks for taking the time to listen. And we'll talk to you next time on The Streak. The Indians! Historical streak marches on! Thanks for listening to the Streak Podcast. The inside stories from one of the greatest stretches of play in Indians and baseball history. Your companion to the nightly game broadcast on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network.